This episode is brought to you by XIQ Notecast. Notecast is a revolutionary app for podcast listeners. With Notecast, you can subscribe and listen to all your favorite podcasts, but you can also save portions of your podcast and automatically get transcripts from them. Try it for free for 60 days, no credit card required. Download Notecast for Android or iOS by going to notecast.app and sign up and use the code TMS for a 60-day free trial. That's notecast.app and enter the code TMS when completing your sign-up. Coming up on TMS, hanging out with my old friend Marty Gras. This cereal is gross. I have shot myself in the ween. Can I use your sink? Those go together. (laughs) Hello, American Kitty. Recommendals and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You saved my bacon again. I knew you were tough, but crikey, you really have grown into quite the hero. Oh, it didn't use my hole? Their milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. This is The Morning Stream. Hello, everyone. That theme song means we're back. It is TMS, the morning stream for Wednesday, March 6th, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi. Hello, Good. Scott. Feels like feels like just hours ago since we talked last. Yeah, when, uh, <laughs> let's see. It would have been about nine hours ago. Or no, 12 hours yeah, ago. 11, 11 hours ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were, uh, wrapped up about 10 o'clock. So we got, uh, we should we should fill people in the the. Um, the movie summer movie draft thing happened at Night Attack. We were invited. Um, we were invited last year, but we couldn't do the summer one. We did the winter, mm-hmm. but uh, or maybe it was the other way around. We did summer, couldn't do winter. I can't remember. I remember we did. I think it was winter because we picked. We basically did the same thing we did last night, but yeah. we did it with uh, the Last Jedi. Oh, did that's right. Yeah, we 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 put all our money in the Last Jedi, and we took a percentage cut on that, and we came in second or maybe third. Yeah, we did okay. I mean, it wasn't. Right. I wasn't the most. Uh, uh, that wasn't the most disappointing showing last time, I don't think. No, but no, not at all. Here was a chance for us to blow it again, and so we took it. And uh, <laughs> we're uh, actually, I feel, I feel better about our chances this time because we ended up with Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the the final Avengers movie in this phase of the MCU. And, Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone expects that thing to be a monster freaking hit from hell. This part one was the biggest movie of 2018, yeah. so, or the second biggest. I guess Black Panther was. Uh, Black Panther no, no, no. Black it. Panther. Didn't Black, yeah, Black Panther, Panther beat it? I thought Black Panther beat it. I can't remember though. I think that's right. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the case. Uh, but yeah, like it was a, it was a big hit. We're all looking forward to it. Most mm-hmm. of my interest in Captain Marvel. Well, this isn't probably fair to say. I'm interested to see if it's any good at all. But a lot of my interest is, hey, how does Captain Marvel do with its? Uh, you know, it's Captain Marvelness leading into Endgame. Like she was right. the last text we got in the after credit sequence of uh, <laughs> Infinity War, uh, Infinity War, and so That's right. there's a lot hanging on that. We're like, oh, what does she have to do with this? So we don't know any of that. Apparently, there's some pretty big stinger business that's already leaked today. I don't want to see it because I'm going to see it. Oh, in the really? Oh man. I know, lame, right? Or maybe, yeah. I'm t- maybe I'm tempted. Am I tempted or am I not tempted? Don't be tempted. Well, I'm certainly not going to be tempted. Uh, I'm seeing in two days. I'm fine waiting. I can wait two days to see the stinger on an actual movie theater screen as opposed to on a little tiny laptop screen or something. Well, yeah. Plus, you're a true. You're a movie buff. You don't, I'm a movie buff. You yeah. be, you believe in seeing it in the package it was intended to be delivered in. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm doing the thing, um, not quite to the degree that Kim does it, but um, as of the last, the most recent Dark Phoenix trailer, yeah. which is really good, mm-hmm. I'm done watching the trailers for for uh, Dark Phoenix. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm I've seen enough now. To I mean, I was planning on seeing it anyway, but now I feel good about it. I don't have any more curiosity that can't wait until the movie itself. Do you so. feel Do you feel like part of that equation for you is that it has to be? If the trailer, if the, if the most recent thing you've seen of it before you decide not to watch any more of it was good, mm-hmm. that that's the key. And, For sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 If uh, uh, if I see a if I see a trailer that's like, oh man, that doesn't look good, then I then I do want to see another trailer to maybe make myself feel better about it. Yeah. Again, it's Dark Phoenix. I'd see it uh, regardless. Yeah. Um, kind of. My I thing. want there to I want there to be more Hellfire Club than there than is represented in the. Uh, uh, in in the trailer, I feel like I I'm guessing Chastain. Like, I feel like I need to listen to you sometime explain to me the entire Dark Phoenix thing because I have no idea, never read it, don't know oh, really? about it. No, All I know. Right. I mean, oh, I know. It, I know the basics of it. It's some kind of. All right, you tell me if I got this right, okay? Here, sure. Here's, sure. Here's my quick understanding. All right, Jean Grey. Uh-huh. Uh, she's uh, one of one of Xavier's favorites, man. She's just yeah. She's a lot like him. Prize pupil. Prize yes. pupil. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Sure. Uh, she was played by uh, Bond girl slash TNG lady the first Famke time. Jansen. There uh-huh. you go, Famke Jansen. I am I am yours, Oric of old. You know her. And then uh, then you got uh, 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 the second movie, uh, uh, X Men Two. I forgot the the title though. What was that called? X Men Two. Uh, just called X Two, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, so just X Two, uh, and there's mm-hmm. a scene uh, where uh, she's dead or something, but then under the water you see like a big fiery phoenix coming, and then they cut to credits, and that's it. You never get anything. Right. And yeah. so that was just a hint. That was like, oh hey, there's a thing going on, and I knew that there was a phoenix tie-in, but I didn't know much else. And then jump ahead uh, to now. My understanding of the comic is. Uh, Jean Grey, you know, running around doing mind tricks and all the fun stuff she does, and then she gets blasted <laughs> by some kind of cosmic unit, like blah, blah. yeah, more or less, yeah. So okay. basically, the X Men uh, have a have a, a battle out in space where they've got to go uh, uh, either rescue somebody from a space shuttle or or um, attack somebody who's in the space shuttle, whatever. She ends up actually having to be the one who can use a telekinetic shield to protect the space shuttle as it's kind of re-entering. But it still blows up, and it, she's pretty much presumed dead. Then she pops up out of the water and says, I am the Phoenix. I am blah, 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 reborn, and I have more power than anything else. And look at me. I'm drawn by Dave Cockrum. <laughs> and uh, and then she kind of, you know, then she becomes a member of the team as Dark Phoenix, a lot more powerful. Uh, but But with that power comes great responsibility, as we've learned in every single Spider-Man movie. Sure. Um, they kind of get hooked up with uh, battling the Hellfire Club, and uh, Mastermind uh, gets into her head and starts convincing her that she's the Black Queen to Emma Frost's White Queen, and, and kind of has her join the Hellfire Club. And it kind of makes her go a little bit crazy. Yeah, she, she ends up crazy. She ends up villainous for a long time, kind of a villain. That's right. And then the then the Dark Phoenix power starts coming and taking over and her clothes change her costume changes oh, scott geez all right well and, that's a uh, sign every time that happens sure and then she goes like super duper crazy and she wipes out an entire race of aliens just to kind of appease her hunger for uh for power 
uh, the Shire get wind of this and they say, oh, no, you don't. Mm. You know, uh, Charles Xavier's girlfriend, Lalandra, says, no, no, ain't happening here. So they have a little trial. They decide that she is uh, guilty and they put her up via combat versus the Star Jammers, the, the X Men versus the Star Jammers. Wolverine gets a really cool brown and yellow costume because of that, because he kills Fang, or at least undresses him and takes his clothes. <laughs> I don't know the story there. Um, and uh, uh, and she ends up taking her own life in a little uh, trap uh, moon base while um, they're, they're fighting on the dark side of the moon. And uh, Cyclops uh, is there to witness her take her own life, saying, No, Scott, I can't do this anymore. What's going to be next? And he goes, Gene, no, Zach, and she's dead. All right, so so <laughs> you've got you know more about it than I do. Obviously, there's a yes. bunch of details there I was unaware of. But here's the thing with the movies: one Even of my in, favorite comic stories of all time. All right, so there you go. In in, in uh, the third one, Last Stand, which yeah. was which was oh. a poo. That was a poo movie. It's a poo bad movie. movie. Poo she, movie. She shows up uh, at the end somehow when she's our and she's now that phoenixy lady and her face is all shooting sun out of it and she ends yeah. up dying there or something like they blew that that sucked they that was, totally blew that i mean basically they said oh we know that she needs to be powerful and we know that she needs to kind of go a little crazy Bleh, everything else we can kind of screw around with right yeah yeah that, so, that bummed yeah. me out and i even and i didn't even know the backstory and i knew that wasn't enough i knew just by looking at that that this was bad this yeah. was a mistake. And I don't. Uh, I was really hoping that uh, Chastain was going to be sort of a, an Emma Frost, like it was going to be the link to the Hellfire Club. Looks like her last name in the movie is Smith. Mm. So there's a little bit of a, a mystery going on there. Mm. But does not appear that uh, that the cause of her imbalance is going to be the Hellfire Club for this for this go around. Well, I hope they. Well, I like hope they give you though. what you want, right? Like, yeah, that's I hope what so I want. too. Yeah. Now is this is this also uh, is this same director guy that's been making the last all of them like what's Kinber, his name Simon Kinberg no who's, who's is that the guy no who, who's the one who's that's all in trouble it? now because he's fiddles with oh Brian Singer Brian Singer uh, <laughs> I'm glad I stopped that sentence <laughs> what's that I started a sentence where I said you know the guy that fiddles with and then I stopped talking and that's probably uh, this good. is Simon Kinberg yes okay so this is not this is not uh, who who did first class that's my question. Um, first class. That's a good question. Because I loved first class, man. That was, was so awesome. well done. Yeah. That was when I went, oh yeah. Oh, that was Matthew Vaughn. All right, different dude. Matthew Vaughn, right. Okay, so so X-Men. Uh the last one though, the terrible one. The, the other bad one. Right, the X three or uh, last stand, yes. No, what was this last one? No, the one they just did. Oh, oh, oh Apocalypse. Apocalypse. That was no good either. Uh that was done. That was Brian Singer again. That was uh, Brian Singer, yeah, right. but written by Simon Kinberg. Okay. Uh, screenplay Simon Kinberg, story by Brian Singer. Okay, so 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 this new one though, yeah, still still was better than uh, X Men: The Last Stand. Yeah, everything's better than that. I mean, Days of Future Past was good, was pretty good. They, you know, they're 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 good, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. but I don't think they're as good as they could be if maybe MCU had the had the helm you know mm -hmm. no i agree simon kimberg let's just look and see what his work is because i i really want to like x-men movies again yeah so his writing credits are awesome the guy's gonna all done all kind of cool stuff his directing yeah. stuff he's only done dark phoenix will be his first directorial film and the second is something in pre-production called 355 but oh. he's written everything from 
first class, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, Empire. Uh, He's ready. A- Let's see. A- Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, Brian. Hmm. Yeah, Fantastic Four screenplay, uh, from the one from 2015. Um, he is writer for the brand new Logan's Run movie that, that's been announced. Oh, all right. Maybe that'll He's be the good. The writer for the untitled Star Wars Boba Fett project. Yeah. Boba Fett project. Bo- Boba Fett project. He also did Star Wars Rebels bunch episodes. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff here. He's all yeah. right. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. You know, Triple uh, X State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> Which direction are we going with this? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm nervous. I hope it's good. Yeah. Oh, and he is exactly four years younger than me. Same birthday. Oh, wow. Born, born 1973. This is not me just pandering to you. I think he looks older than you. Yeah. I'm just going right. to put that out there. He looks like his hat or his hair is a hat. You would put that hat on on <laughs> IMDb. That's the thing you could, at the end of the day, he just goes shunk and then hangs right, somewhere. Right, just the hat. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it's made out of Brillo pads or some such. Anyway, I hope everybody had a nice Mardi Gras yesterday. Yeah. I did. Got a lot of jambalaya and gumbo type items that Kim made. Oh. Oh, does Kim make jambalaya? Oh, yes. Is it any good? It's very good. Hey, guess what my favorite movie of the last 10 years is as well? Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it was really good. And uh, we, <laughs> I would, they had a party at her sister's house, but I couldn't go. We were busy here doing the stuff you and I were doing. And so um, really? I couldn't go to it. But I did get the food, so I got the good part without the awkward social part. So that was good. Perfect. Oh, yeah. my God. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Like, uh that's the that's the way to <laughs> the way to do it. Did you celebrate in any sort of way? I did. I went out. So Tina's out of town for the next couple of days. Oh, who are these guys coming up to my door? First Ooh. they move my I love door cam. First they move my trash can for no reason. Now they're about to ring my doorbell. The dogs go ape shit. Yeah, yeah. Already? Well, Hold on. They ready? moved your garbage cans. What? Yeah, they parked they parked where my garbage can is and then they moved my garbage <laughs> There it is right there. <laughs> Why did they take so long? Like, what were they doing at the door for that long before they finally ring the doorbell? I just like how indignant you look right now with your arms folded, staring at that camera. Yeah, you look pissed. Exactly. You're like, yeah, what's walking. this about? Keep walking, guys. I don't know what you're carrying in that little red and white box. Oh no, don't go walking back towards the door. Do they not yeah, get the hint? Yeah, not answering. You don't touch a man's garbage cans. No kidding. What's let's, the deal? Let's get this out right now. There are a few things that you, as a pedestrian in a neighborhood, are not allowed to do. And I know the city technically exactly. owns the cans. Exactly. Don't touch a man's cans. He hates these cans! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like that. Just waiting to see. Why are they hanging out at the door for such a long time? And I can't see. I need to put on the ring. Um, anyway, the uh, so I went out. Uh, Tina's out of town. So he's peeking in the door. Is he really? Yeah. All right. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. This will be good. Brian, go do your thing. All right. This will be good. We're going to we're going to find out. <laughs> I mean, it's unlikely we'll find out what they're here for. But uh we're going to find out what's going on. All right. Now, some clarification in the chat room. Lemonade 2020 says, "What if they're blocking the street?" Now, I get that. That's different, right? If they're blocking the street, you got to move them. I have a larger question. If they're empty, and the trash man has already come, and they've taken your trash, and those trash cans are empty, just waiting for you to go back out and get them and put them in their place. I think then it's okay to move them. I think. 
I think, yeah, I think I would say that's okay because you're no longer misplacing them so that you could disrupt the normal disposal of garbage, uh, especially if they're in the way. Now, if you're just walking around to sell you stuff and you're soliciting at Brian's house, uh, I don't think you should get to move anything. Like, walk around them, you lazy piece of poo. Like, don't you don't get to just come move my stuff and then try to sell me, uh, you know, floor cleaner or whatever it is people sell. <laughs> oh, oh! What did we find out? What is it? All right. So I'm a, uh, a kind of late. Well, not late into them because they're just they're standing still on the doorstep, right? Dogs mm-hmm. going crazy, like barking her ass off because they're just standing there peeking in the window. So I open the door. I go, Yeah, what is it, guys? I work. I work nights. I'm just trying to get some sleep. <laughs> when it's probably pretty clear that I'm fully dressed. <laughs> And the guy who's carrying something, uh, some container called No Crack, is saying, Dros? Dros? I'm like, what? Dros is here? The Rose? Are you asking if the Rose is here? No, the Rose is in here. The Rose? <laughs> what the hell is the Rose? I don't even know. But now they're going, uh, looks like they're going next door to the crazy neighbor's house. There's no Rose over there either. No, so, no. Unless it's a bong. You know? Then they're looking for a bong. Yeah. <laughs> they're looking for a bong that is there. It's called the Rose. No, wait a minute. Hold on a second. So they they have a box that says no crack on it? What is it? Yeah, so it's like a um it's like some so they're looking, they're contracting or something, or they're looking for a house where they're supposed to probably were supposed to be there at nine AM, which is twenty five minutes ago. Oh and, uh, okay. Yeah, and I'm guessing that they um uh <laughs> that they're looking for the for the rose. I don't know any of the uh neighbors. Named, named Rose. Named Rose and last name or first name Rose, huh? Last name or first name Rose or the Rose. It's like a like a spy, right? Like the Rose sits on a monkey's elbow. Ah, yes, come in. Yes, please enter. That's amazing. Anyway, All right. So uh, so last night I had sushi. I had some very traditional Mardi Gras fare. Mm. I went out and had sushi because uh, I do that when Tina's out of town. She's not as big a sushi eater as I am. So it's an opportunity for me to go have some sushi and there's a great place nearby. But... I did keep it somewhat traditional. Swung by the German bakery uh, downtown, Old Town Arvada, and picked up a king cake, three-fourths of which are in the freezer outside, the other fourth uh, in the refrigerator upstairs with a little chunk missing that I had for dessert. Oh, well, all right then. Yes. So you, yeah, this is good to know. Did you yes. uh, go by yourself? You're all on your own? I'm all on my own, man. Oh, I, you yeah, know what? I went, I, you know what I like once in a while? Dinner by that? myself at some place. Oh, I do. I totally do. And I might even do, I might even go and do trivia tonight by myself. I'm trying to decide if I want to go out and do trivia tonight or if I want to stay home and watch some crap television. I think I'm going to go out. Yeah, you should, dude, look at you. I'm going to see how I do as a solo trivia guy because I think I suck. I need a team. I need the synergy of a team. Yeah, go party. Go, go let it all hang out. Let that, let that Vegas monster out one last time. What if they do trivia at the strip club? Woo! <laughs> they might. You never know. <laughs> Let's do this. Hey, everybody. It's time for us to play a little... Uh, we keep wanting to call it Stump Dunaway. Babel Royale <laughs> with Brian Dunaway, who's here. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. Hello. How are you? What are you doing? I, I'm excited about doing the Babel Royale, not the Stump Dunaway. No. Not the... Uh, Hey, we got some questions. No, no. Mm. The nope. Babel Royale. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Babel Royale. Babel Royale. 
Uh, well, we're excited, too. Uh, here's how you play, folks at home. You call in 801-471-0462. Jeannie put it in the chat room just now, so you have no excuse. You call Thanks, that Jeannie. number. We expect you. We expect. We accept you into our world, and we let you play this here game, which we're going to do right now with this caller. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Steve from Kentucky. Well, hello, Steve from hello. I don't think we hear enough from Kentuckians, man. That's awesome. Thank you for calling in. Mm-hmm. Hey, no problem. Uh, Lexington, and I really like uh, how you guys fry stuff. Thank y- you for that. Oh, yeah, you make some fine <laughs> fried food. Deeply. Uh, That's how they fry <laughs> stuff. Deeply. <laughs> fried chicken, bourbon, we got it all. Yeah. Are you uh, uh, near we're Lexington? Like what, what? Yeah, what part of Kentucky? Um, Eastern Kentucky. Oh, all right. Eastern In Appalachian Hills. Oh, very nice. All right, that's where uh, that's where um, uh, Raylan Givens would go bust people for meth. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's my understanding. That's how everything works. Everything I see on TV, I assume, is true. Uh, all right, well, excellent. It's good to have you here, Brian. Ibbett, will you please explain to our friend from Kentucky how this works and what he could win? I will. So, Steve, I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian Dunway a topic, and they're going to go back and forth with answers for that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, a repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win is going to go to the other player. Steve from Kentucky, your job is to predict who is going to come out on top based on today's topic. Today, you're playing for a three-pack of Steam games. A virus named Tom, who won't be appearing on the show today. Seven Grand Steps and Waking Mars. Ooh, Ooh Waking Mars alarm is, clock for that. That's an awesome. Get up, Mars! That's an awesome game, by the way. Waking it, Mars. Yeah. I thought it was originally when I copied it in there. I thought it was Walking Mars. Yeah. Like you walk around Mars. <laughs> Could be that. There's too. terraforming Mars, so why not Walking Mars? Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. Matt Damon did that for like about two hours. Sure, <laughs> he did exactly. He used his in own a movie poop. Produced by Simon Kinberg. That's mm. right, and he used his own poop uh, to he make did. stuff. That's right. Yep. Poop potatoes. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but uh, that's what you're playing for. Before uh, these guys can start, i got to give them their topic. Their topic today comes to us from Kevin Hughes, who knows that these guys like video games and like uh, console video games. Uh, there are a ton. I don't actually have a number in front of me here, although I can probably really quickly come up with it. Um, but there are a ton of uh, games, uh, consoles, 48 of them, that were released before the NES. Ooh, there was 48 so, consoles before there the were NES? 48 consoles that oh were released God. before the NES. I want to see how many of those you can name. All right. Wow. I This is news to me that there were that many. Right. I mean, I, I, know. I know a sum, but yeah, I don't know if I know nowhere near 48. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. This is going to test me because I thought I knew a lot about this coming in. All right. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do so, it. Steve, knowing that the uh, hearing their reaction to this, who do you want? To, who do you expect to win, and who do you want to go first? I am going to go with. Uh, let's go with Scott's win, and Scott, go ahead and go first. Oh wow! Right. Wow, look at All you! Right. Oh, oh, interesting strategy. What, what was our What was our milestone again? You said the NES, the first one, right? Yeah, it's the first one. And yeah. I'll tell you okay. that the first one was released. The NES was released on July fifteenth, nineteen eighty three. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to get cool, a couple obvious ones out of the way, or my first one anyway, so that it hurts Brian. And so here's my first. You jerk! I'm going to say the Intellivision console. That's good. That's Intellivision. It's a very good one to go with. 1980, that thing was released. Had George Plimpton shilling it from Mattel, the Intellivision. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That was totally him doing mm-hmm. that. All right. Done away. 
the Era Classic Atari 2600 come out before that NES. I uh, would hope you guys would get that one out of the way really quick. September 11th, 1977. Yeah, September 9-11, the Atari 2600 was released in Whoa. 1977. That's uh, There's something there. Never forget. All right, how about this? <laughs> the uh, We had one of these briefly, a Magnavox Odyssey. Ooh, that was a good yeah. one. I have one of those, Phil. The Magnavox yeah. Odyssey. Now, um, 1975 is when the Magnavox Odyssey came oh, out. Okay. Feeling uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And I can't it really say any more than that. Yeah. But it is one. It is one. Yes, okay. it did come out before. Yes. Okay. Uh, so what are, you, what are you hiding? <laughs> <laughs> can't say anything more than that. What are you, what are you hiding? All right. Well, how about my turn again? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. How about the ColecoVision? Ah. Very good choice, yes. The ColecoVision. August 1982, that thing came out. Had the uh, most realistic Donkey Kong that had come out on a uh, a console to that point. Right. All right. And uh, my friend John McEachran lived in the trailer park, and he had one of those, and I'd always go over there and hang out with him and play Donkey Kong. I have I to. I had a buddy with one, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always somebody's friend who had one. You know that? Yeah, it's always the way totally, it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this feels dangerous. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure the Atari 5200 Ooh. was prior to the NES. Son of a... November 1982. Yes, Ooh. prior to the NES. Very good. That was a garbage console, mm. by the way. Not good. Well, that's a right, right. Board. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was poop. It was super expensive, but it had a... Uh, it's supposed to have a better Tempest on it than... Uh, um, <laughs> than the, the 2600. This is true. Right. All right, Dunaway. And this is where I depart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Not really. Really? Because I am out. <laughs> well, I know there was like, there were things that were prior to that, but I don't know if they had a name because we had like a a, a Pong console that was nothing but Pong, but that's mm-hmm. not really a console. Uh, I'm trying to think of any cartridge-based can you things. Remember, can you remember anything else about that one? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's, how, about, how about the table tennis a console. I, that's what it was called, is technically, but I, I don't know the exact name of it. The table tennis uh, I can't give it to you. That's oh. not, not not enough. Yeah. So that's a win for Scott. Yeah. Woo! Boo! What what else do you have in your holster, Scott? I bet you didn't have much, if anything. Well, um, I was going to say Atari Pong, but is that how you'd say it, Brian? Yes, yes Atari Pong. Dang 1975, it. Atari Pong. That was Pong. <laughs> I, there, I, needed more than just, I needed more than just a Pong machine. Um, Come on! The thing I was hiding is that there was actually the Magnavox Odyssey 2, but it was like the Odyssey oh, squared because no. they put the 2 as a superscript. Yeah. yeah. That might have been the one you had. That one came out in December 1978. Um, I think that's the one I have. Hold on. Wasn't there supposed to be an Intellivision 2, but I think that may have been post-NES. It might have been post-NES. It's yeah. not listed here. Yeah. Um, nobody said the Vectrex, which I have right oh, behind Oh, I love that thing. <clears throat> yes. Didn't think about it. Um, all right, some other ones you could have ma- named. I uh, won't go through the whole list. The Pingatronic. Named? Pingatronic. TV Tennis Electro Tennis by Epoch. Or Epoch. <laughs> that was close to. Come on. <laughs> you know. Uh, the Commodore TV Game System. Okay. The Video what? 2000. Game Room Telepong. Coleco Telstar. Uh, video Pinball Stunt Cycle, both made by Atari, but self uh, standalone consoles. The Bandai TV Jack. Okay. Uh, 
the Bandai TV some really Jack. Dumb, there's some really dumb names, uh, dumb names here. The Bally Astrocade. That one I'm sure you guys have heard of, actually. I've never heard of the Bally Astrocade. I would have band- thought that was a, an actual arcade thing. I wouldn't have think, thought that yeah. at all. The hmm. Bandai Supervision uh, 8000. Yeah, you know, the, the old thousand. Supervision 8000. <laughs> I never had a friend who had that one, I can tell you that. Never me either. And then released on the very same day as the NES, and I would have accepted it, the Sega SG-1000. Oh, Oh. I would I would have thought you had said the Sega Master System well, though. Master right. System. And I was I was curious if you were going to say like the Famicom because even though it's technically wouldn't that be released in Japan first? Yeah, but that's the Famicom the one... is the NES though. Yeah, exactly. Right, so. but that's the same thing, but it was called something else. It's not exactly the same thing because it's visually different. Yeah, no, you're right. It's inside. You're right. right. There, it was, there, there but it was uh... but it wasn't classified as a separate. It yeah. wasn't classified as a separate thing. That right. was re- that was the one that was released on. That's the same like the Genesis and the Mega Drive. There was Mega Drive in Japan and Europe and uh, right. Genesis here. Mm-hmm. Genesis is such oh, a man. cooler name, by the way. Mega Drive. That sucks. It's yeah. a dumb name. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's worse than the Supervision. No, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't think it's worse than a... a Hey, I want to come over to your house after school. Do you have supervision? (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) Only my cool friends have supervision. Uh, Steve, that means you've won, and that is great, because then you get the sound file. Congratulations. You're a winner. And on top of that, you get these free game codes, which uh, can play on any modern computer hardware. Uh, So all you got to do is send uh, Brian an email, coverville at gmail.com, and thank you for playing. Well, this is crap, because this is like the... Fourth or fifth time Scott's rolled me over in a yeah, row. Yeah, what's going you guys on? Google, you should guys crap. Google the Bally Astrocade, by the way. As soon as you see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this thing. I'm going to look it up right now. Bally Astrocade? Bally Astrocade. Hold on. Things For some reason, that Simon Hegberg guy. Or oh, I recognize okay. this stupid thing. I know what you're talking about Astrocade. now. Astrocade. Yeah. I've never heard of this. But oh, I'll really? Bet, wow. I bet once I I've see, seen pictures. I bet once I see it, like you said, I'll probably... Oh, I have seen. I didn't know what this was. <laughs> Brian was totally right. The, You're totally right. right. Oh, yeah, look I at that dumb controller. The, I saw this on the deck of the uh, the uh, the uh, which was uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica from <laughs> yeah. the 70s. No kidding. I mean, the fact that like all that wood paneling. Yeah, looks like <laughs> oh a Cylon almost. Gosh, I look mean, at, the 2600 had a lot of wood paneling, but I think this one has even more. <laughs> look at that stupid, stupid controller. That is right. so That's stupid. a cool controller. It's got the Pong style spinning knob on top, which was all the rage Brian, for this you're, era. Brian, you're insane. I'm going to show this to the chat room. Hold on. Um, so how would you play Pac-Man with that controller, Brian? You, you wouldn't because they would never release Pac-Man on that thing. Look at that thing. That is just wacky. Where's the control? Hold on. I got to show the chat room the controller. It's got a controller. trigger and a, a spin knob on top. Yeah, looks right. like it looks like you're going to unscrew your toothpaste and squeeze it out of there. Is what it looks like. That is. Just... I mean, I wonder if that I wonder if that knob, uh, in addition to being a knob, also goes up le- up down left right kind of thing. In addition know? to being a knob, I'm putting that in. In addition this. to being a knob, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Uh, well, well done, Brian Dunaway. It was uh, fun beating you today for the fifth time or mm-hmm. so. Thanks, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm having such a streak. I don't deserve it. Mm-mm. I don't know why I'm having it. I just feel like I've, I don't know, I've, I've leveled up. <laughs> ah. uh, well done. Uh, Brian Dunaway is always a pleasure to have you here. He is the Brian Dunaway on Twitter. And uh, you can catch him this weekend on a brand new episode of Film Sack with me and Brian Ibbett and um, Randy Yay. Jordan. What's our movie? I don't remember what we're doing. Sky Skylines. Oh, Skylines. Relatively, well, not that new, like 20. I think it's singular, not not multiple. The sequel, the sequel was plural. Oh, Skyline. 
Is that the Skyline? Oh, yeah. Okay, and it's in some alien abduction thing with that weird. Well, guy I'm with watching. The I'm watching part two, Skyline. <laughs> Are you now? Okay. Yeah. yeah, 2010 film starring. Uh, no one we know. Eric Balfour, who should play Satan, and yeah. uh, Donald Faison, who's from Scrubs. <laughs> there you go. Yep. By the best, way, best name by the way, Faison. That's Faison's a great name. name. Yeah, it's a good evil uh, space name. Good totally. space space lord from name. Faison. From the planet Faison. Yes. See, I mean, it probably is one. It sounds so right when you say it. Uh, Brian Dunaway, it's just been a pleasure. I hope you have a great Thanks, day. Guys. And Absolutely. kiss our butts. Goodbye. <laughs> Audience reviews for Skyline. Here's my favorite. Do not go by ranking at all. This alien movie is good, though the storyline is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why people can't trust user reviews. Hmm. Yeah, don't know hmm. why. Huh. Maybe they don't know what they're saying. Oh, hilarious. I was making the joke. The second movie is called Beyond Skyline. The third movie is called Skyline. Oh, shut up. <laughs> First of all, there's three of them? Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm not kidding you. That's nuts. All right, well. The second one came out in 2017. I guess I guess the sequel is maybe uh, announced but not out yet. Oh, well, put on your pants and get ready, because we'll be the first to tell you about it. This is your right. radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. Hey, let's dive into the news brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, I believe. I should be able to do it. Uh, Coverville.com or uh, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Uh, celebrating the birthdays of Roger Daltrey of The Who and Towns Van Zant who is a country folk artist that uh, uh, influenced a lot of other people. This, he's somebody I've never done a Coverville episode on, so I'm really excited to kind of delve into a set of his music. Uh, he does a great cover of Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Streets, and Steve Earle and Lyle Lovett and Mumford and & Sons have all done some great covers of Towns Van Zandt. Of course, The Who. You all know The Who. Sure. Lots of great stuff. Today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. And they did the... Uh... Uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl they had that camera go up. What's his name? Shirt. <laughs> no, I know. Like, if I bring up the who, there's the one thing that I can name <laughs> or that I can predict that you're going to talk about. I mean, it used to be I'd talk about their music or their songs or one of their more famous things or something, but I cannot right. get out of my head Townsend Upshirt Super Bowl. <laughs> just the floppy old man under there, just flopping well, around. Poor guy. Whatever. It's not his fault. I call that a bargain. The best <laughs> I ever had. All right. Hey, uh, how about this? If this they is... ever come back to the Super Bowl, you won't be fooled again. There you go. Yeah. Do they do they do the pinball thing? All the CSI themes. Oh, yeah, the pinball wizard. Pinball yep. wizard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is there one song? Uh, there's a song about a guy who can't talk very well. What's that one? That'd be Tommy. There's a whole movie about him, a whole play, a whole... Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, whole, uh, whole, a whole movie, whole musical. I feel I guess like musical. I feel like that song's not kind to the mentally challenged. Am I wrong to think uh, that? I think you're wrong to think that because that that wasn't. Uh, Tommy was just deaf, dumb, and blind, but he sure played a mean pinball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, rock opera. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Rock opera. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, he was just deaf, dumb, and blind. He wasn't um, uh, mentally handicapped or, or right. challenged. Or, I mean, it's pretty challenging, though, deaf, dumb, and blind. Well, yes. He had some physical handicaps. He was deaf, couldn't hear. Dumb, couldn't speak. Right. Blind, blind couldn't, couldn't see. see. How was he yes. playing pinball? 
Right? That is the question. He stands like a statue. He can't see no whistles or bells. No. He uh, <laughs> plays by sense of smell. How can he play a mean pinball when he can't see, hear, or talk? I don't know, man. <laughs> plays by intuition, Scott. I guess I've so. never seen him fall. That deaf, <laughs> dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. That's crazy that the things you're saying are rhyming somehow. It's just crazy. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um all right hey there has to be a trick <laughs> listen uh when you get up in the morning and you're like man i'm hungry i should eat something yeah how would the following ingredients sound in your cereal bowl okay here you go okay my, in my cereal bowl all right yeah okay. onion powder Ugh. garlic powder get out black pepper what the hell major majorum <laughs> is that marjorie i mean mar <laughs> Wait, what what's the word? Majorum. What is majorum? It's a it's a spice. Okay. That Marjorie likes. I was major thinking, Major M. I thought it was like misspelled uh Marjor <laughs> what's the word? Marjor Marjorum. Margarine? Margarine. You were thinking margarine? <laughs> Fake butter. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Majorum. <laughs> Majorum. Uh, sage, thyme. Yeah, I didn't say thyme. Everyone calm yourselves down. <laughs> Creamy peen. Yeah. In the ingredients list for a breakfast cereal. And uh, how do you want that? It's on the, It's on. by the way, that's all those oh. ingredients on the side of the box of the limited edition honey brunches of oats, chicken, and waffle cereal. Uh, honey brunches of oats. Mm-hmm. Get it? I'm not sure how I feel about this. Would you I mean, eat it, though? Would you eat it? So it's a savory cereal? Kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, like Look chicken and waffles Chicken and waffles. Okay, so it looks like, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. So it looks like the waffle pieces are sweet, mm -hmm. and then the flakes are fried chicken flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically. I think that's um, roughly it. Uh I'd try it. I don't think uh I don't I don't know if buying a whole box would be a safe thing for me. I'm looking at the uh They also huh. have maple bacon and donuts, another limited edition. Oh see, that sounds great. But I can't I can't imagine them getting a bacon flavor good enough to um uh to to make it worth it. You know, it's gonna be like Milk and bacon? Yeah, very weird. It's yeah. the milk mixed in now that I'm, I have the most concern about. So here's what I'm going to suggest. This is a post-limited edition cereal. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it'd be a fun thing for you and I to try on the show. The question is, I don't for know sure. where you get this sort of thing, like limited edition yeah. cereals. Like what fancy store carries things like this? I don't know. But uh, probably, I mean, Target usually has stuff like this. They always get the limited edition Oreos. That's true, they Let do. see. Let me That's see true. what we got here. I mean, I would take, if somebody wanted to send us these, we'd, we'd of course try it. I'm not saying you should. I just don't know where to look. Um, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure it's easier than I think it is. I'm sure there's a place I can get them. Yeah, let's see. Honey. No, don't correct me. I did mean honey branches of oats, Google. Yeah. I know it sounds like something I'm typing incorrectly, but. Uh... Unless this guy spelled it wrong in this entire blog post. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, um, do you see anything? Uh, oh, well, it looks like, okay, Target or Amazon has it. Oh, so you get it on Amazon. Let's get it on see. Amazon. Amazon.com. Um, 
There it is right there. Although it's a $5 box of cereal. Like they, somebody's really, somebody bought this and is just basically just putting it on Amazon. I don't know if I. Oh, I don't trust that. No, I think I'll, I'll go to Target today and I'll look and see if I can find a couple boxes. And if I can, then I'll, I'll send them. But if somebody else finds them, I guess tweet us and let us know if you find one and, and you're sending us one so that we don't buy additional um, additional boxes ourselves. Yeah, I want to know what – I want to try this. Like yeah. I have actual – I actually do have – oh, yeah, there they are. 2387 for the two boxes. Are you kidding? <laughs> Somebody is like, like – you figured out the back market. I'm going to make bunches of money on honey brunches of oats. Yeah, this is terrible. Honey brunches of money. <laughs> The worst part, this is now in my Amazon search history, so they're going to recommend this to me all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Like all this stuff down here. You Are you looking for battery chargers for Sony camcorders or Amazon aluminum seven-foot light stands? Like, <laughs> great. Now this is in here. Wonderful. Purchase price should be $2.99. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's what the article says. Yeah, that's what the article says. It says $2.99. $2.99. Are you out of your mind? You know, here's what they need to right. do. Somebody out the there. The ones on Amazon, by the way, are going to have like eighteen dollars shipping too. Yeah, that's true. All right, oh, anyone? Bob Kelly says you can get them at Walmart. He says I know because I work there. Oh, well then, awesome. How does he feel about the greeters getting screwed? By the way, are greeters getting screwed? Yeah, they're they're put they're they're firing, not everywhere, but in a bunch of stores across the country, they're firing or letting go. Uh, greeters and not replacing them. In, in other words, they're phasing out the greeter job, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which a lot of very old people and disabled people, it's been a great method of, of, of some kind of employment yeah. for, for people yeah. who can't otherwise get jobs where because they're less able. And it bugs, it bugs me. So mm -hmm. they're going to get rid of those greeters. That's such a cool tradition. Like, why would you do it this? Totally Walmart? Is. Like, it totally is. It seems like that's something that... Uh, that you know, you just you you just come to expect. It's like, oh, you know, when I get old, that's what I want to do. I want to stand in front of a Walmart and say, "Welcome to Walmart." Yeah. How can I help you? Oh, when I see. can't even help myself. They're get, he says that they're <laughs> giving them an an indefinite amount of time to get another position now. Oh. So that's something. But still, man, there are people in there that are like a fixture. Like you'll go in there and go, "Hey, it's Frank. Well, welcome to Walmart." Yeah. He's all friendly. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. Right. That's that. We don't want that to go away. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Just, yeah, I'm going. You know what? All right. Here's what I'm doing today. Right across the street from the Walmart is yeah. the mod pizza that I've never been to. Going to go get myself a mod pizza and uh, check the Walmart for some uh, honey brunches of oat cereal. Honey, br uh, honey if brunches. They have both, huh? Sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? If they have both flavors, I'm getting both flavors. Oh, yeah. Totally. Bacon, I'd donuts, get donuts and yeah. In fact, you know what? Kim is downtown today. I'm going to text her, make her do oh. the dirty work. <laughs> I'm going to make her do it. Uh, this will take better send her a better send her a photo. She's gonna think it's a weird typo that you're saying uh, honey brunches of oats. Yeah, yeah, cereal. yeah. I know she's gonna think I'm full <laughs> of it. All right. Well, we'll get to that as soon as we can. Hey, uh, a man in Indiana. Indiana man. Yeah, he accidentally shot himself in the penis. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I like I like articles like this for whatever reason. A man accidentally yeah. shot himself in the penis early Thursday. <laughs> Something about that sentence. Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. Sure. Some people are just into what they're into. I don't judge. Um, <laughs> police in Marion, Indiana, said Mark Anthony Jones, age 46, aren't they always, was carrying a 9mm handgun in his waistband. When it began to slip, he reached down to adjust the gun, and it fired. The bullet entered just above 
his penis and exited his scrotum. Oh. No exit till scrotum. Okay. All right, great. I know this is a bad way to end your chances of fathering children, you know? Like yeah, this is no kidding. I mean that's that's not even like the the we can rebuild it bob it kind of situation, no, right? No. It's like uh Actually, did you hear the about that? There's a documentary about her, the the yeah, rain yeah, bobbit. Yeah, she's yeah. Where you she's, get uh, back back in the news? Her side of the story, which you never got. You only got weirdo side, and then him getting to be a porn guy and all that. You never heard right. about her. Frank and Weenie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Was that called Frank and Weenie, or did we just call him? Yes. That? No, I think that I think the porn that he was in was uh, <laughs> was called Frank and Weenie. <laughs> It's terrible, but kind of It's great. alive! <laughs> How stupid is that? Anyway, this guy was not licensed. That's your big uh, big goof up there, buddy. Uh, police say he did not have an Indiana handgun license. Case will be yeah, sent. Yeah, I would guess that's day one of the safety lessons that you that they teach you. Oh, yeah, don't shoot yourself in the ween. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the fact they say, all right, welcome to uh, Gun Safety 101. We're glad you all could be here. Uh, lesson number one, do not shoot yourself in the penis. Lesson two... Do not exit a bullet from the scrotum. <laughs> make sure the trajectory, if you're going to shoot yourself in the ween. Yeah. Make sure it goes a different way. <laughs> Go laterally. If it, not vertically. <laughs> Definitely is, not perpendicularly. It is better to perforate one's uh, internal organs than it is to exit the scrotum. <laughs> I'm picturing like the... Uh, the target uh, shooting range where they've got the sheets with the, uh, you know, oh, yeah. the, the targets on them. <laughs> it had to be angled. The guy had to be like this. <laughs> right. Just get it straight down. Ah, oh, I got him in the scrotum. Good job, Bill. Uh, <laughs> all right. What else we got here? Oh, Welcome a... to Wednesday, everybody. That's right. Uh, there's a story here about a British tradesman. That's a guy who does like fixer upper stuff. Comes to your house. Oh sure, handyman kind of thing. Yeah, over there they call them tradesmen. Tradesmen. Uh, I like this story because it just shows that not everyone's from Florida. Sometimes stupid <laughs> stuff happens in other places. Well, the the uh, even the headline is euphemistically vague. Very vague. <laughs> well, it's literally this: British tradesman doing dirty deeds where uh, where you do the dishes. And, uh, here's are they what, done dirt cheap? Are they done dirt cheap? Dirty deeds. While you're doing the dishes, done dirt cheap. That's how it goes. Uh, here it is. This is a brand new survey. A shocking six out of ten tradesmen have admitted to sneakily unzipping and relieving themselves in a customer sink. Basically, these guys are peeing in customer sinks. Uh, it says... <laughs> says, you might ask, why on earth are they doing this? Apparently, it is not due to any specific ill will of the customer. Uh, the answer is much simpler. It's easier than attempting to seek out where the bathroom is. In other words, they are kind of lazy. <laughs> they um, don't want to ask, excuse me, where's the bathroom? Yeah, they don't want to do that. Pardon me, madam. Pardon me. Pardon me, love. <laughs> you got a bathroom. You got a water closet. I need Never to- mind. I'll just go in the sink. <laughs> get my gun. Oi, oi. I take a piss in the sink. Oi. <laughs> Uh, if you're looking for who to uh, apportion the most blame to, geez, apportion. That's a cool word. I know. Like like $20 more in words than the Huffington Post, just, yeah. just in that first paragraph. <laughs> says here, plumbers are statistically the biggest tinklers. Uh, not surprising considering they're near, uh, readily near sinks, so they're always around sinks. If I was a plumber, I'd feel pretty good about that sentence. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Plus, I bet plumbers are like, 
they know enough about the way pipes and, and the way plumbing works that they probably know it's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, you're, it's not going to come back on you, is what I mean. It's not like you're going to pee in the sink and then later the guy's going to be peeling his potatoes going, man, what is that? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, how do you feel about this, Scott? Like, uh, I'd be pissed. Let's say the guy putting in your floor upstairs is like, well, you know what? I'm just going <laughs> to, bathroom's all the way over there. I'm just going to kind of lay a dookie. Underneath the uh, the underlayment and uh, oh my just gosh. a little one, and then I'm gonna put the floor down on top of it. Oh my gosh! You alright with that? No, no one that you'll never you'll never know it's there. You'll never experience it. That you know the underlayment will block any sort of smell or or uh, bacteria. I'd be okay with him. I'd rather have him pee in a sink than poop under my underlayment. <laughs> you know, like I'd t- if you're saying yeah. which would I prefer, I'd take the pee in the sink, but. Still, yeah, they shouldn't what do this you, at all. Let's say you found out your plumber peed in the sink while he was working on it. Plus, I mean, boy, I hope, <laughs> I hope he does that at the end of working on your sink because if he's like, you know, changing out the pipes underneath it, and he's like, oh, oh, I just got splashed on by my own pee. Ah, yeah. no, I don't. Uh, and none of this is good. Well, um, yes, pooping is pooping is different, sure, but uh, how, like, what would you do to that sink? To make yourself feel better about the fact that the plumber peed in it, oh, would you? Uh, I wouldn't tear would, it out would, or anything like that. No. no, I wouldn't expect that. But like, how many washings with uh, um, what's the what's the white powder uh, uh, cleanser that comes in a green, a tall green bottle? Like oh. that bleach would be good. But yeah, like I'm just thinking of stuff like that. Yeah, I would probably pour bleach down the thing. I would fill it yeah. up, and then I would put the clogger Comment. down. Comet, that's it. Yes. Comet, yeah. I put the plumber, or I put a bunch of bleach down the pipe. Then I would seal the, you know, do the little plug thing. Right. And then I would fill right. the sink with additional bleach. I'd let it sit for a few hours, and then I'd wash that down with hot water, and that'd be fine. That's good enough. Okay. I mean, it bleach will kill anything. Be in the back, would always be in the back of your mind. That, oh, I'd uh, always think about it. I'd be brushing my teeth, <laughs> you know, lean over to spit and go, his yeah. wiener was right here peeing. Right. It's gonna bug me. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd move. And I gotta commend. You tadpoolers are on fire with like about 14 of you said comment when I was describing the the white powder sink cleanser in the green tall bottle. You guys nailed it. Yeah. So it was called Comet, right? That was called Comet. 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 And you would use it for what? Pans and things? Comet. It makes your teeth turn green. (laughs) Comet. It tastes like gasoline. Comet. It makes you vomit. So buy some Comet and vomit today. Where did, what's This is a weird... The, I, where, where is this from? What is this? I don't know what that's from. That's from my childhood. I don't know why. Like, Wow. Why, why I remember that. Was that a thing? Like, it was... Uh, felt like it was one of those things like... Um, uh, Batmobile uh, Joker got away. Batmobile oh, lost its wheel yeah, and Joker got yeah. away. Yeah. I mean, Junior yeah. high school. Okay. There are other people who've heard this. All right, good. Thank I've never goodness. heard that. Ain't heard that little song since I was nine, says Matuba. <laughs> I remember the Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin laid an egg. Oh, what fun it is to ride on Batman's hairy yeah. leg. And, 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 like that. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Uh, really? That was big when I was Yeah. Younger. Our version was Batmobile lost its wheel and Joker got away. Oh, yours is way more lore uh, Way better. Like, oh my God, ran over <laughs> Batman's hairy. Why was his leg exposed? <laughs> Uh, it's so funny how how local these things can be, but that there's always some yeah. other version that. That's right. You guys heard somebody this a slightly had, different one. 
I think it was Dodd Vickers that linked us a bunch of old Batman, like the black and white pre Adam West Batman uh, afternoon serials, like Those the ones great. you'd see in the uh, in the theaters. Yeah. Um, and there's one that I was watching where um, Batman and Robin are in the back of the Batmobile. Alfred's driving. Yeah. And and Batman says, "Pull into that alley," like so that they can get into costume because they're currently Bruce Wayne and and uh, Dick Grayson and. Uh, but as they're driving, he's pulling out the, the the his cowl and putting it on his head, like <laughs> like it's not going to be. That's not too worried about his secret identity if he's just going to change right there in the street. Yeah, and when he would put it on, the way his ears worked, they were long and they were kind of yes. out to the side. They looked terrible. Yeah, right, right. It was really bad. Robin looked uh, all skeevy. That's a weird. You guys totally should watch did, that. Yeah. You can see you can find all those on YouTube. They're all full length and awful. Yeah, really, really bad. Uh, you think the sixties up the sixty that makes the sixties series look like a freaking work of genius. It does. It makes it makes uh, the Batman nineteen sixty six movie look like Schindler's List. You're not wrong. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, recommendals <laughs> with uh, Nicole Spagnolo, which I'm looking forward to. Should be fun today. Although oh. I have a very depressing thing to talk about, but I'm still gonna talk about it. Oh, uh, okay. So that's coming up after this. Before that, though, Brian, would you please introduce this song? I will introduce this song. Um, a band from. Austin, Texas, where uh, uh, where we've got a couple of our friends there today. Jury and Tom are both in Austin for South by So Wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, a band called The Black Drum Set. They are releasing their debut album, even though they've been around and they've been performing together since 2009. Um, oh, I take that back. I'm sorry. They're talking. They're reviewing their their uh, debut album, but they're talking about the brand new album, which is called Charged, which comes out in two days. Comes out Friday. Um, these guys. For me, the biggest comparison is um, the Stone Roses from the UK. Love those guys. And these guys totally remind me of that that Stone Roses, Charlatans UK kind of style with the uh, little bit of new wave, but a lot of drums and rock and roll. Again, the brand new album is called Charged. The song is called There's a Shark in the Boat. <laughs> Here's the black drum set.
Hey guys, let's talk a little bit more about our friends at Notecast. Podcasts are a great source of information and entertainment, but if you're like me, you don't always remember when you heard something or where to find it. Talk about an interesting or entertaining piece of information. Boy, I find those every other day. I'll be in the uh, car going, oh, that's awesome. When when did that happen? Shoot, rewind. Oh, I think it was 10 minutes in. This happens all the time with you guys, too. You're saying, when did that thing get set on your show? Well, we want to share something revolutionary with you. Recently, we've been using Notecast. It's a new app by XIQ, which is available on both iOS and Android. Notecast is a game changer. You can use it to subscribe and listen to all your favorite shows. But you can also use it to save portions of the podcast whenever you want. And it's even automatically generating a transcript for you. Listen, gamers, you know what it's like? It's like when your NVIDIA card records the last five minutes of gameplay or whatever. Like, think of it as that. It's like a little bit of a DVR sort of thing going on. And apply that to podcast and you got the idea. So all you have to do is just tap the note button on the play screen or pause the podcast and say, save that. Notecast app will save the last 30 seconds of whatever you heard so you can go back and listen later. And it will also store a transcript as a digital note. There's also an option to have it emailed to you. Uh, I think it's awesome. It's a really nifty app, and I think you will as well. Uh, Plenty of apps out there to choose from, but this is the only one I know of that does these features. Like, it's pretty incredible. Anyway, whether it's a great conversation, story, joke, tip, or recipe, they'll help you retain that information like never before, and it is a must-have rather podcast app for the perfect cure for the in-one-ear-and-out-the-other problem we all have. Uh, you can download Notecast for iOS and Android by going to notecast.app, or you can search for it in the stores. There, It's there as well. I uh, also have a special offer for listeners. Try it for free for 60 days. No credit card required. Just enter the code TMS when completing your sign-up. Again, that's notecast.app, and use the code TMS to try it for 30 days. Make that 60 days. That's even better, not 30, 60 I'm sorry, Gemma. I only came up here because I thought it'd be funny to jump out and surprise you. They never warn you when you download this app that this app is very addicting. The Morning Stream. Donde esta la biblioteca? And we're back, everybody. Donde esta la biblioteca? That's the only Spanish I know. Thank you, mm-hmm. Scott Fletcher, for teaching me. Where's the li- library? <clears throat> Apparently, he sat down on a live stream and recorded a bunch of new uh, one-liners for the show. But I, I know, and it was um, <clears throat> it was like right right before we did Night Attack, and unfortunately, I was I was I saw that as I was going to Twitch. I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, but, uh, I I've, I've so. seen him do it before, and it's always a hoot. He takes suggestions from audience, does all that stuff. Uh, does it over Periscope, I think, is where he does it. Mm, and uh, okay. it's always a good time. And so you guys should watch for that, Mr. Scott Fletcher on uh, Twitter. But uh, I haven't gotten them yet, so I'm really anxious to get the final uh, stuff to see what, what he ended up doing. And we'll start playing them on the show. I know. I feel good. like uh, he needs to label them just one, two, three, four, et cetera, mm-hmm. so that we hear them fresh when, you know, when we play them on the show. Yeah, I agree. Because we know we're not going to get surprised by an F-bomb or something. No, heavens no. Not with Scott Fletcher. Now, if you're all asking why no Tom today, it's because, like you said, he's uh, on his way to... He's literally on a plane right now. Cannot do the show from a plane, so that's why we don't have mm-hmm. him today. But we will Is have, he still doing DTNS today? He is not. Uh, he has something else going, so it's me and Roger and Sarah today. 
doing nice. DTNS. That's a lot of pressure, man. That is. I hope. Don't screw it up. Yeah. No pressure on me. Well, it's time for Nicole Spagnolo and someone walking past her. Is that Mark? That's my brother. Oh, I was hoping to make fun of Mark. <laughs> I was like, make fun of Mark. Uh, it's uh, okay? Nicole Spag, all the way from Colorado. Part. Hi, how are you? Well, you sounded fine. Yeah, now we don't hear yeah. you. Oh, oh now there we, we go. go. Okay. okay. Now we hear you. Is that better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way better. You sound great. What the hell's going on? I don't know. What the hell is going on? What the hell <laughs> is going on? It's almost like she's hearing a delay. Are you hearing a delay? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like a weird blip. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. Okay. Good. So your hearing is fine now. I'm just going to leave my camera off. There's something going on with the internet here. That's totally oh. fine. Okay. Uh, it's good to have you here, though. How are you? Yay! Good. Oh, good. Thank you for uh, coming in early because uh, Tom not being here. It's always nice to to figure all that crap out before. Usually, I forget and don't tell people, and then the whole day's hosed. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just always sitting here waiting with bated breath Aww. for my segment. Oh, that's super sweet. Well, we love having you on, and as always, this segment is all about us recommending cool streamed content that we have discovered or watched or seen or whatever over the last week since we last spoke. And today's no different. We traditionally start with Brian and a clip from Brian. Brian, do you have any setup for said clip? So I watched this a few weeks ago, um, but it was right around the time that I watched like Bird Box and Bandersnatch and stuff like that. So it kind of got set aside as like a a recommendal that I would use when I needed one. Mm. So here's a recommendal that I need one now. (laughs) One of now. And now, <laughs> and now we hear the needed clip. Here you go. Let's see what it is. Do you win at these shows? Do you win money? Do you win prizes? Nope. You win bragging rights. She's just gorgeous. You walk into a show and you say, oh, there's competition this weekend. This is a beauty hatchet. This is a beauty show. Is it a coffee filter? Yes, it is a coffee filter. <laughs> We're all human. Now, we all have arch enemies somewhere in our lives. If you're not number one, you're the first loser. Well, that's, that's a dark way of looking at things, isn't it? <laughs> Wow! I purposefully left out uh, the key element of all of that stuff. Mm. Uh, any guesses? I mean, it's, uh, it sounded like maybe a, a, like a pet show or like a... It, it is. A oh, cat is. show, as a matter of fact. Oh, oh a cat um, show? Yes. This is uh, a Netflix documentary, 75-minute documentary called Catwalk, Tales oh, from the Cat Show Circuit. That's it. I saw it. Okay. I mean, I haven't you seen it. You did watch this. I haven't watched it, but I've seen the, the thing and the, and the little trailer running in the background and thought that's something I should watch and then never did. Is it newish or old? It is, it is newish. Yeah, it came okay. out, uh, I want to say came out in December or January. We watched it, uh, like basically we had uh, some time to kill between something. We're like, you know, let's just watch that. Um, and I'll use it for a recommendal when I need it. And I'm using it. Um, basically, you've got a couple cats. You've got Bobby, a Turkish Angora, and you've got Ulala, a red Persian. And, um, and then their owners who are on this, like... This this multi Canadian city cat show tour or cat 
uh, beauty pageant tour. I had no idea about like what the what was involved with this, but these people will take their cats all across Canada. And so the competition is not just always the same four or five cats that are going for best in show, but also the same judges who have to come up with new things to say about these cats because they travel the circuit as well. So wow. it's really it's like, all right, now we're in Calgary at the at the such and such show, and oh, there's that judge again. And he's like checking the cat. Oh yeah. Oh, just beautiful fur is just absolutely gorgeous. And look at that. Look at that stance and blah blah blah. Um, man, the the Persian, uh, the red Persian Ulala is a gorgeous like fluff ball. Like basically looks like uh, like you got her wet and then touched her to her her paw to a uh, uh, a car battery because like it's all poof straight out. Wow. <laughs> just super super fluffy. Yeah. That's anyway. awesome. I love this kind of stuff. And are people sufficiently quirky and weird about their cats yes. and all that? Okay. Yes, especially the the main the main two or three ladies that are kind of the uh, the the competitors. Fortunately, they're all friendly, so it's kind of like a, it's not a bitter rivalry. Although mm. there is some underneath, like you kind of wonder if secretly they really hate each other. <laughs> oh man! All but right. uh, it's really, really, it's really funny. It's it's a good watch, and What's it's it called a. Again? It's an innocent watch. It's called Catwalk Tales from the Cat Show Circuit. Okay. Yeah. 2018. Here is it is. Is that Netflix? It is Netflix. Netflix, yep. yeah. I think it's a Netflix original documentary. Yeah. Which are, are kind of killing it lately. I love all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I'm, that is a, that's a, weirdly a must watch for me because I, I liked, I, my favorite documentary is the ones about, <laughs> kind of about weirdos or eccentrics yeah. or people that are really into a certain thing. That's always interesting to me because, it's out of my wheelhouse. It's not in my, you know, normal right. every day. So I like to learn what it is to be so obsessed with your cat that you literally take them on cat competitions. Which, right. And, and not yeah. just one. Like, you know, I could see, all right, you know, maybe I'll take Inara to like a, a local cat show or something. I can't really imagine doing that because she would, she would <laughs> eat anyone who came near her. But, um, uh, but I can't imagine like saying, okay, well, we got to go get, go to Calgary on this day. We have to be in Toronto on this day. We have to be in New Brunswick over here. And uh, just the thought of having to do those, those world or those uh, national tours across Canada. Jeez. It's rough business, man. It is rough business. The rough businessman. Another great documentary. <laughs> All right. right. Uh, well, that's fine and good. I will now tell you about a documentary I watched. It was not on netflix but i won't tell you where until you hear it <laughs> i bet i could guess <laughs> you probably can guess i have been talking about it here and there certainly on twitter uh i found what i'm about to play one of the most affecting uh hard to watch but important to watch things i've seen in a very long time and it's not just because of the of the of the hard to avoid subject matter or who is implicated in it. it it's much broader than that for me so anyway here's a taste and you guys see if you can figure it out Everybody wanted to meet Michael or be with Michael. Oh. And then he likes you. I was seven years old. Michael asked, do you and the family want to come to Neverland? We drive in and forget about all your problems. You were in Neverland. It was a fantasy. Okay. You probably mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably get it from that. Escaping Neverland. It's uh, leaving, it? leaving Neverland. But you leaving. may, you know what, you may as well call it escaping. <laughs> honestly, I would call it escaping. Um, all right. So this is the two-part uh, documentary. It's also a third. 
interview sort of post-mortem section with Oprah where she talks to the two main subjects of the documentary. I haven't watched that part yet because I, I actually couldn't do it all at once. I had to watch part one one day, part two the next day. And there were also parts of it where I had to sort of pause and like not stress out too much. It's a very, very intense documentary, a very honest and a very um, uh, open and extensive raw. one. Yeah, very raw. It doesn't doesn't pull any punches, does not hold back on descriptions. It's a very dark look at what now I am convinced is absolutely true, that Michael Jackson, the worldwide superstar entertainer, uh, despite all of that, was also a hardcore pedophile. And mm. uh, there's no doubt in my mind now, after seeing this. Wow. They don't just, and it's not just based on this. these two witnesses. They're, mm. they're incredibly compelling witnesses, by the way. Um, so that would be enough for me, but there's lots of little other things sprinkled in there. That's like, Oh my gosh, really? He wrote that letter and faxed it to him. Are you kidding me? Or, you know, like all this crazy stuff. It is, uh, long and hard to watch, but I think <laughs> worth every second of it. Um, Jamie, I th- yeah, I kind of didn't mean to say it that way. Uh, it, it will really, uh, expand your under i think your understanding it did mine my understanding of childhood abuse what it does to people in the long term how sometimes that abuse as young as six or seven years old doesn't really rear its head it's uh, the 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 um results of which don't really rear their ugly head until much later in life and that's what these two guys are dealing with one who's 40 one who's just younger than that who were kids during the heyday of michael jackson's fame mm-hmm. um and they're not the only ones there were many 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 boys all boys for the most part i don't think there were any girls ever involved um that were well, hbo is getting sued now too mm-hmm. and you know what of course they are because michael jackson's estate doesn't want this at all like they don't want anything to do with this and of course they're going to deny it the thing that pissed me off the most in this documentary i think was it it covers this timeline from like 1992 um and it and it tells these boys stories kind of separate from one another but they're all kind of happening at the same time but they're told in separate ways and the parallels between them are freaky um how it affected their families and specifically their mothers. And in a lot of these cases, the abuse would happen right next door to where the mother was sleeping in, in Neverland. And, and she, cause just, the moms are so starstruck and they're like, yeah, Here's because, my boy. and he was good at making them feel starstruck. Also, he's the biggest entertain entertainer icon in the history mm-hmm. of music at the time. And certainly maybe still even like he, he was so mm-hmm. big. It was impossible to not, uh, f- fall into some of those traps and that's what I came out I was it was enlightening to come through this and go yeah people don't think about this aspect of fame and power and if they thought more about mm-hmm. it they'd realize it's not as easy as black and white <laughs> is that a song Michael Jackson saying black and white <laughs> it <is>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it, it's a uh, it's harrowing and and nuanced and not as not as uh simple as it may seem on the surface of it uh I think if you or anybody who loves Michael Jackson and then said, hey, this is nothing but a hit piece, you've not seen it yet then. Because there's no mm-hmm. hit piece quality to it at all. None of it. It's all just witness testimony and other evidence. No narration. Nobody's there to tell you what to think. They just lay it out. And 
And so at the end of this thing, what pissed me off the most, dude, more than any of it, was they tracked it from 92 to the other cases in the mid-90s to the late early cases in the early 2000s and all the times he was going to court and then Macaulay Culkin was involved somehow and he refused to come on this documentary and talk about it and you know, like all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's the stuff at the end that made me the most mad because now we're in the YouTube generation and we got uh, YouTubers that their entire YouTube world is Michael Jackson fandom, for example. And they're just not having any of it. And so they're just vitriolic and horrible to these to these victims. I mean, it's just hardcore. And the thing is, I didn't it's, it never yeah. felt like a it was never like Michael Jackson. I mean, it is by nature Michael Jackson, but it was more of a broad like abuse is real. Here's how it happens. Here are the trappings when there's power and money involved. It's these are why that's worse or harder or more difficult and why these kids lied for him early on, but later had to deal with the truth. And like, I just thought it was really extremely well done. I know it's controversial. I know people are pissed on the Michael Jackson's innocent side. I totally get it. Watch this thing. Anyway, my guess is most of them aren't going to, because that's what you do if yeah. it's if no, something disagrees. You're just going to yeah. avoid it. I get it. Did you uh, did you ever watch the Martin Bashir documentary from a few years ago where uh, it was him walking around with Michael Jackson and you know going and buying expensive things, but kind of remarking about all the weird stuff in Neverland and there were hints of of the pedophilia in there, but it was never. Mm-hmm. It certainly wasn't the focus of Bashir's documentary. Well, yeah, like he one. was he was sleeping in beds with six year olds. And everybody right. was acting like they were okay with it. Oh yeah, and he was talking about the like uh, sleepy juice or what was the there was some term that he had for yeah that he'd give some kid it was like basically like giving your kid a little whiskey to get, get him to go to sleep yeah, or whatever. Right. Like there's a bunch of creepy stuff like that in here, but this is all this is all detail of like when everyone when no one else is around. What is Michael and these where are these what is this him and this kid where are they what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And it is. Mm-hmm. That that part of the testimony, horrific. Mm. I've never heard worse things. So I'm going to put out a warning to people who have experienced abuse in their life. Just know this going in. It, it may actually be cathartic for you. I don't know, but just know it's going to. They're going to get really into the nitty gritty of the actual abuse, and not in a you know, it's they're not taking or they're not what's the word? They're not blowing it up to be a. a a big deal or, you know, for the, for the sake of just making it, Oh, how shocking. It's not like that, but it's enough that if you are, have you've experienced abuse in your life, sexual or otherwise, you're going to, you're going to come into this feeling maybe a little nervous. And I totally mm-hmm. understand that. And I would probably in those cases say, if you, if you're worried about that, maybe don't watch it, but mm-hmm. it is something else, man. It's on HBO. It's on now and go in the channel. And is it um is is part one two hours or how long is how long is uh, oh that's a great one? question it ripped by for me when I was watching it so I never really paid attention but it felt like both segments the two parts were like ni- at least ninety minutes each wow it's okay. long mm-hmm. um it didn't feel long though so I don't know so why that was but it didn't CBS this morning did um a segment talking about documentaries and their role in our lives now and how um. The Michael Jackson estate is very upset with this documentary because they didn't even reach out to him. And they're like, look, that's not what we were doing. We're focusing on the victims. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want your side of the story, basically. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, you should get both sides. And don't you have a journalistic? No, they're a documentary. So they, they covered 
documentaries and kind of the inception and how they've changed. I thought it was a great segment. So if you happen to watch CBS this morning, seek out, yeah, seek out that segment about documentaries. Yeah. And anyone Um, who's, anyone who's painting this as they should have given the Michael Jackson estate more voice again, hasn't seen the documentary because the documentary, it's clear what the Michael Jackson estate and everybody thought during the entire time. And now like it's, there's no (laughs) question that they deny everything. So why, there's no point in having to come in and, and, and repeat that's what all of that. Re, yeah. yeah. And the documentary, the documentary like, shows our, a ton of that. They show lawyers talking. They have yeah. archival footage of, of court dates and, and the lawyers standing up and talking about how innocent Michael is and how they're going to go after anyone with these false charges. Like they give plenty of stage time to that stuff, but that's a false request of them to do that. That's lame mm-hmm. because their, yeah. their, their views are well-known dude. What, what we haven't been able to hear is from actual victims of this thing. And it is, really hardcore stuff and it's and it wow. and it made me feel for these guys but it also just gave me a broader sense like someone in the chat room is already saying these are unfit parents for letting their kids go with them even that i would say just watch it and have an open heart a little bit because both of these moms are a mess and i have some feel i have some sympathy for them and not that I, i'm not saying i think they made all the best judgment calls and neither do they like they fully admit they've completely they were completely blindsided and completely un um they feel like they failed as parents uh yeah. and they let the limelight and the money get in the way they they talk about this at, in 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 very intense moments uh, in this documentary they interview all the everybody gets interviewed and watch it first hmm. before you lay judgment across the board like it is a fascinating look at a broader topic uh there's just some humanity in there that needs to be discussed and I highly recommend it. Cool. Okay. On that fun note, let's go over to, to Nicole. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to give you my clip because we're going to go completely to the other side. Uh, and my connection is just crap today. I'm sorry. Oh, you sound great to us if that if that makes sense. Oh, better. okay. Well, all right. Well, here's my clip. Uh Scott in the chat. All right. I don't oops. know. There's no F bombs, but it it's network television. All right, here we go. I'm playing it. <laughs> here we go. I think it's playing. Here we go. A long time ago, in a land filled with kings and queens, there lived a hero so beloved that he was known by just one name. Way back in days of old, there was a legend told about a hero known as Galifant. That might be a giveaway right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't know. I- yeah, there's the name. So this looks like uh, it looks like that old uh, uh, Men in Tights kind of comedy going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that fair? I we watched the first episode Sorry. of this when it was on uh, network television. All right. So yeah. what oh, is season one and two are streaming on Netflix? Um, it is a musical. The first season is my favorite. It's a wonderful show, especially if you like musicals and knights and queens and kings and baddies. Um, very funny. Did either of you watch this when it was on, I, out on I network watched, television? Uh, I watched the first episode, and I remember saying, "Oh, that's pretty good," but I don't know why we didn't continue with it. We, you know, we apparently just said, "All right, that's good. Let's go watch something else." Mm. Oh, so it's do fun. I need to give it? It's a, so do I need to fun. give it another chance? All right. I I feel like you need to give it another chance because okay. I right. really enjoyed it, and and when I saw it on Netflix, I'm like, "Oh," because I I missed <clears throat> I I the first season is the best. Second season, 
it took me a little, I actually probably left the last five episodes, not because I didn't want to watch them. I just got busy doing other stuff. So when I saw it on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I can finally finish the the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I thought I'd bring it back because it's been like four years since it came out. Right. It's like a live action musical version of Disenchantment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard of it until today. This is the first time I've even heard of this thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it genuinely funny or is it slapstick funny? Like, what's yeah. the funny? I I think it's genuinely funny. Yeah. Um, it's it kind of laughs, laughs at its own self and um, it's just silly and it's, you it's have these quite... funny musicals and have. Yeah, not quite as off the wall as Monty Python and and the Holy Grail or something along those lines that have a similar kind of period piece feel to it. Mm. But the the mm-hmm. music is definitely where most of the comedy is, right? Like in the uh, yeah. The, oh the wow, lyrics. this is highly rated on IMDb. And it has um the guy the cop from Psych. Did you ever watch the show Psych yes. on USA? Yes, I liked him. So oh, he's yeah. he's he's the king, and he he kidnaps Gallivant's woman and gallivant's going to go save her and like there's this whole story and it's just funny and silly and it makes fun of itself and Tim- I timothy really jones Tim- you got your Tim- vinnie jones in there timothy odmanson yes. is the king and he's he's great that guy's awesome uh this has yeah, the, one of the highest ratings i've seen in a while on imdb 8.1 uh the reviews are glowing <laughs> i may have to watch this uh, yeah it's on netflix both seasons one okay. and two all right it's not normally my bag like but one of the I'll check it out. Why not? I like give it. another shot. I'll, I'll try it again. You should. For you, Nicole. I bet you, For you, 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 I will. Okay. It was an ABC show. Um, you know, if you have a, if you're looking for a family show, I know for me, it's always hard to find shows to watch with my kids. Today, we're oh, actually, come on, stop. We're always looking for things that are strictly not family shows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> since we got rid of Tristan, we're like. Give yeah. us the most unfamily show you can. Oh, all right. Uh, the Deuce, great. Let's watch yeah. that. Brian's watching nothing but Hard Car Parn. Hard Car Parn. Yep, that's it. Uh, well, this is. <laughs> I did finish. I finished the Umbrella <laughs> the Academy. Channel. Oh, how, so, you think of that, so now that you're oh, on the other end of Umbrella Academy, how did you feel about the entire oh, I loved it so much. I mm. loved it. Well, you're Seriously. Getting, you're getting a season it. two. Are you excited? You got a season two coming? Oh, I'm way excited for season two. Yeah. Give me time travel. Give me superheroes. Give me dysfunctional uh, people. I'm in. That's, all. That's awesome. Uh, Mary J. Blige is in that. I didn't even realize it was her. Have we got a Michael Jackson documentary for you? Boy, yeah. You're looking for some uh, some dysfunction. Boy, I'll tell you where to go. Uh, well, that's great. I will watch Gallivant. Cool. And uh, it Gallivant. appears, it says he's King Richard. Is this based on the like the... The King Richard Knights of the Round Table kind of business, or what? Um, I mean, there's elements. Um, I I don't think so, because it, it's its own story. Okay, yeah. um, there's no Arthur or. But there's probably they, they pull stuff from, of course, that time period and make fun yeah. of it. There's a Wormwood, so that's cool. There I don't know go. what that one means. <laughs> Somehow Kylie Minogue is involved in this. Oh, really? Yeah, you have a little have crush you seen on Kylie her, Minogue. Don't you? I do have a little crush on Kylie yeah. Minogue. Yeah, yeah. Brian talks about Kylie Minogue in hushed tones. Uh, well, Nicole, the, the pleasure is ours, as usual. Uh, don't forget, you can follow Nicole on Twitter, at Nicole Spag, and she will put out links and stuff related to what we talked about today. Um, you are encouraged to do that. In fact, you're required as listeners of TMS to do that. That's part of the agreement. Uh, so do that. Nicole Spag uh, out there. Nicole, have a fantastic week. See you bye. next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> she wasn't quite sure how to say bye. 
Brian, I think I'm going to read an email. Okay. And I think it, you're going to as well because it is in our notes. <clears throat> yeah, it feels, so. feels like that's what we do. Typically, we'll put a thing in the notes and then we'll address it at least. We'll do that. Yes, do that thing. So here's this one. <laughs> this is from Jeff Dent. How cool is that name? Jeff Dent. Oh, Jeff Dent. Dent. Uh, Jeff Dent says, uh, the subject is cauliflower pizza. Oh, there we go. Based on our discussion, was it yesterday and the mm-hmm. day before? Day before, yeah. Says, I'm usually a quiet listener, but you have compelled me to action. My wife and I discovered cauliflower pizza at Fresh Brothers last year, and it was awesome. A few months later, we found it at California Pizza Kitchen. Kitchen. Give it a try. Love the show. Well, I go to California Pizza, pizza Kitchen. Pizza. Pizza chicken. I, I could eat a pizza for hours. Um, <laughs> we go there on a semi-regular basis, so I didn't know they had it. I will definitely check it out, and I'll report back as to whether I thought it was any good or not. So... There Excellent. Yeah, I decided while you were reading that to look it up. There is no cauliflower option at Mod Pizza. So I guess I'm just doing a... Looks like if I do a mini Caspian, I'm only uh, doing 11 points. And if I couple that with a salad, then I'm, I'm skating friendly. Oh, that's awesome. You should do that. Friends, and you but... should immediately report what you thought of it because I think Mod is the bomb. I love it there. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, that's it for email today. Uh, the morning stream at gmail.com is where he sent that. You can also leave us your voicemails at 801 is 10 hams. <laughs> 801 is 10 hams, but don't spell out 10. No, it has to be the number 10. One zero. Yeah. yeah. And then hams. Because <laughs> those numbers don't have lettuce. That's right. Um, it's also uh, 801-4010-GOB. That's another way to do it, G-O-B. Or I'll just give you the damn number, 801-471-0462. Frogpants.com is our place to go and visit. Frogpants.com slash TMS specifically. You'll find links to our Vegas meetup in April. You still have time to get tickets if you are looking for them. And uh, other great details and things there, including our Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. We will now leave you with another song that you can listen to while we end things here. Brian, do you have one? Yes, this one is going out to Champ. The Bath Towel Eating Chocolate Lab. Wow. Uh, Hello, guys. And it's funny, they don't put their name, but uh, they say, my dad had to leave the vet without our 15-year-old dog this weekend. He was an old boy, and it was his time. But that doesn't make it easier. I've been listening to the show since episode 800-something, and I've never felt the need to submit a song, but this seemed like a good time to tell all the pet-owning tadpoolers to go give their pets an extra belly rub today. Unless they own fish, then they don't have to give belly rubs. That's weird. Mm. Thanks for all you do, guys. P.S. The date doesn't matter whenever you have a free slot. Well, today actually happened to be the day that I had a free slot, and it was the day they suggested. Uh, going out to Champ, the bath towel eating chocolate lab, they wanted something that was uplifting, of course. Um, and I wasn't going to do you know something that was super on the nose, like a, uh, a song that you know has l- literally the lyrics, things are going to be okay, or anything in the title. This is a song that... I don't know. It could be scientifically proven that the chords and the melodies and the harmonies in the song uh, scientifically are proven to uplift your mood because they do it for me. Uh, The song is Kodachrome, originally by Paul Simon, covered here by the band Everybody's Talking from their 2008 album, Louisiana. Here is Kodachrome. See you tomorrow. I learned in high school 
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's Grandma! <laughs>